We are here for Bruisers number two. It's been a while, but that's okay because it gives us a ton to talk about. So we're going to pick up real quick. Just going to hit it real quick. John Jones, UFC 285. Lived up to the hype. I mean, the fight didn't live up to the hype, but John Jones lived up to the hype. Got it done quick, easy. And now Dana White is saying he hasn't heard from him since his title win. So hopefully we can get him back in there for International Fight Week. Uh, but as John Anik would say, for all my money, that man is the greatest of all time in the game of mixed martial arts. Uh, I'll let you hit that right after I say this. Me and Z also said that Valentina Shevchenko was probably one of those that you just – MMA is one of those sports where there's never really a can't-miss fight. Like, there's not a can't-miss, this person's going to win no matter what. And me and Z basically told y'all that week that this was about as sure a thing as you could ever think about, all right? Valentina is going to win. If you want to bet the house on it, <laughs> put it on Valentina – and she goes out and gets freaking choked out in the fourth round by Alexa Grasso. Now, shout out to Alexa Grasso. She is now one of three Mexican champions, uh, the most ever at one time in the UFC. Uh, but that was just – that was crazy. I think if they fight again, uh, I still put my money on Valentina. I think she looked the better fighter. Uh, but Alexa Grasso got around her, got on her back and choked her out, and that's that's all it takes. And then – Geoff Neal and Shavkat, that was just a war. Um, Shavkat proved that he he belongs in the top 15. Geoff Neal's a tough guy, but that was one of the only times I've seen someone rear naked choke someone standing up, like just straight up just standing up with them. It was crazy. Um, I'll let Z hit UFC 285, and then we'll, we'll roll through the rest. Uh, but we've got a ton to talk about. Yeah. John Jones. Look, he's the greatest of all time. I mean, it's pretty simple. I don't think it's much of an argument there. He comes out. He hadn't fought in years. He comes out and he dominates uh, Cyril Gaon. And, you know, Cyril's a good fighter, but John Jones made it look easy. It, yeah, he did. There was, never, there was never a doubt in my mind watching that, like, oh, John may get caught. Oh, he's got him here. He's got him there. I mean, John made it look easy, and um, I think he does come back International Fight Week, and yeah. um, I think they're going to get the the steep A fight lined up. John made it seem like he really wanted it immediately after the fight, and I think it's the fight to make. Uh, steep A is considered one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, and John Jones is the greatest fighter of all time, so it'll be a good fight. It'll be a good press. Um, It'll be good marketing, things of that nature. It'll be a good lead-up to the fight. Uh, look, Shevchenko, not much to say. She got caught. She got choked. Um, she got she got stuck in a bad place. And, you know, um, good thing I didn't put my house on it because I wouldn't be doing this podcast momentarily. Um, Shavkot, look, he's a dog. Just like Joe said, um, he proved he belongs. 
and he's a hell of a fighter. I think he's got a great future ahead of him. If he can, you know, get lined up with the right fighters at the right time. I think that has a lot to do with how you progress in the uh, UFC is, you know, obviously being a good fighter, being hot at the right time, knowing your game at the right time, but also getting lined up with the right fights at the right time with the, against the right person. Um, well, we saw, like Raul, yeah, I was going like, to say, we saw yeah. a perfect example, Raul Rosas. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's partly, in my opinion, like I get he's the youngest fighter of all time in the UFC. Oteber signed with the UFC. Um, but to put him on the main card over the the Chris Curtis and Kevin Kelvin Gosselin fight was just crazy to me. Like I get it. I get the appeal that he's only 18 yeah. years old. But uh, he, he's just not high enough level yet. You know, obviously the grappling is there. But we saw early he made a rookie mistake. He blew out his gas tank in the first round. In the second and third round, uh, he just got manhandled. And yeah. I will say he made weight. His opponent did not make weight. So that's that's a botch to me. Um, but you, getting on in that spotlight and then oh, – he, he will be a great fighter, I think. Um, he's really young. You got to learn lessons in this game. This isn't a game. Realistically, like I know that Khabib went undefeated. He also missed weight a bunch. He also chose his fights a lot of times. All of his big wins are against strikers. He never fought a wrestler. Uh, it's really hard to go undefeated in this game and not have things picked and chose for you. So to be 18, to be on the highest grossing pay-per-view of the year, uh, even over Madison Square Garden, and he performed well all until he didn't. Like he when he when he was locked in, I think he performed well, but he just I think he just got thrown into that fire a little too early and took a took a real guy that's that's a real fighter. Um, you know, obviously Sean O'Malley's a guy that I look at and I'm like, hey, he did it the right way. Obviously he had that loss to Cheeto. Um, a lot of people say I mean I've said it before, I thought it was a fluke, but yeah, I think him and Cheeto right now would be a great fight because Cheeto's come leaps and bounds as well. Um, I know I'm going on a tangent. All that to say is Z is exactly right. You have to take the right matchups at the right time if you want to steadily go up the rankings in the UFC. You can't just have your first professional fight and then try to go to somebody that's right outside the top 15. It's really hard to do. Um, I think Shavkat has paced himself well. And he'll definitely get a top ten contender in the next five. Yep. Um, Other than that, I don't really have much on UFC two eighty five except you know Bo Nickel did what Bo Nickel does. Bo Nickel is special, and I do want to yeah. throw this in for Z because Cody Garbrandt got a win. Yeah, I love him. big Cody guy. Shout out Cody. Shout out Cody, no love. All right, so we'll move on. We'll go to the fight night that we didn't really talk about, and this is going to bring in a little bit Jan and Marab. So, this was your classic grappler versus striker. Um, Jan just never got it going because Marab was holding on to him the whole time. It was crazy. I've never seen anyone with a motor like that. Like, Jan couldn't even really stand back because Jan, everyone knows he's a slow starter. He likes to calculate in the first round to see where your openings are, and then he likes to tee off. There wasn't even any openings for him to, like, counter strike. Marab just – 
I would say emptied the gas tank, but I think his gas tank might be up there with Colby Covington, maybe even more. I mean, I've never seen him in a five round. I mean, we did see him in a five round line. So that five round fight, and he was on foot on the pedal the entire time. Um, I think he's a real contender. Do I love the way that he fights? Absolutely not. Um, hate it for Peter Yawn because it's it's just an unlucky streak. You know, had a great fight um, with Sugar Sean. I love Sugar Sean. Still think the fight could have gone either way on the split decision. Um, watching it back, I still do think Sugar Sean won, but it wouldn't have been like, oh my gosh, he got robbed if he if Peter would have won. Like I wouldn't have been PO'd about it. Not as mad as I am about the Volk fight, Volk and Islam. Volk got robbed. Um, but, yeah, man. And then we have the whole debacle with Marab saying he's not going to fight for the title if Aljo is still the champion because they're friends. And it's like, bro, what are you even in this for if you don't want to be the champion? Yeah. Like, I get he's your friend. I get there's bigger things than fighting. But, hell, it's not like he punches anybody. All he does is try to wrestle. Basically, they're just going to be wrestling each other the whole time. Um, that's all I got for that. Marab's a real problem, unfortunately. unfortunately. But uh, he is. He is. And Jan, hopefully he can he can fight somebody young and coming up and get him a dub next fight. Yeah, look, I don't have much in the fight night. Um, I don't like that style of fighting that Marab does. I hate it. I mean, we hate it. It's not enjoyable. It's not fun to watch. It's not exciting. It's just like, and I hate the the way the judges score just like either octagon control or just mm-hmm. ground control or just clinch. There's just any control at all. Just the way that gets scored. And we've seen it in multiple fights that, you know, people win just because they get them to the ground and just hold them there or just clinch them and just, you know, let the time run out, things of that nature. Absolutely but, agree. So I hate how that gets judged. Uh, Jan, look, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's coming to a tough stretch. Like you said, um, I think he's, you know, he's, he, he's maybe he may losing a step. He may be losing a little bit of speed here and there. Um, he's not done. I don't think. Is he going to be a champion? No, I don't think so. Um, is he going to get a young up-and-comer who wants to take that fight? Maybe, but we'll see. Um, other than that, you know, I, I mean, he's still a good fighter. I think Marab and his team just had a specific game plan, and it was just a, you know, bull rush him pretty much and just don't let him, you know, separate at all and mm-hmm. throw punches and, you know, pick you apart and look. You know, tip your hat to them. They they did what they were supposed to do, and they had a good game plan, and it worked. So, and it's lucky for his coaches too, because for those who don't know, he has the same exact coaches as Aljo, who fought him twice for the belt. So, yeah. Um, but I was gonna say, I think Cheeto and Jan makes a lot of sense right now, and that would be a fun fight. Yeah. To watch. I um, agree with that. Sure, that'd be a good fight. So we'll go to two eighty six. Uh, I would say it was an awesome card. I'm not going to say that because it's not, it wasn't – it didn't – the whole lineup wasn't great. Um, but the headline and the co-main, obviously you had Leon Edwards and Kamara Usman, three. And then at the co-main you had Justin Gaethje and Rafael Fazeev. 
And then we had Conor McGregor's old training partner, Gunnar Nelson, fight Brian Barberina. And that's the only three I'm really going to talk about. Gunnar Nelson gets it done how he always gets it done. Uh, he's a jiu-jitsu black belt, uh, trained under Brian Kavanaugh, obviously. And the dude, he just throws you down. And he – see, a fighter like Gunnar Nelson, I don't mind because when he gets you down, he's active. He's trying to get yeah. the submission. Um, we mm-hmm. see a lot of Olympic-style wrestlers and obviously the Samba wrestlers who just want to get you there and hold you there. And they act like they're smashing you, but they get like three punches on you. Um, and that's a whole other topic that me and Z are going to have to rant on another day, just how upset we are with the UFC's judging criteria. But we have a lot of fights to talk about, so I'll, I'll do that another day. Um, Gaethje and Fazeev was a – I mean, instant classic. I think most people knew going in, like, this is going to be an all-out war. It's going to be awesome. And Fazeev, man, that dude might be a champion one day. I don't know. I don't know how good his wrestling is, but if his takedown defense is okay and it's anywhere near his striking, the speed that this guy has, he's got to be the fastest striker in the lightweight division, I think. Um Obviously, it's a stacked division. Same with 135. We'll talk about that after uh, for the next event. But, man, yeah. That was just a fun fight. I I think Gaethje did win. I think Gaethje stole it in the third round. Um, I think it was all on who you gave that second round to. But I'm a really big proponent of people who say you should judge it on who do you want to be after the fight. Would you rather be this guy or would you rather be that guy? And I would have much rather been Justin Gaethje after the fight. Now, they both got gashed. They both got punched in the face a lot. But that last round, Justin Gaethje was just letting him have it. Um, Fazeev had some good counter strikes, but it's hard to put a guy like Gaethje away, and it's hard to put a guy like Fazeev away. So they were just throwing it. It was a fan's fight. Like, if, if I was talking to somebody who's never watched UFC, and they're like, hey, what's a fight that I should watch if I want to get into MMA? Justin Gaethje and Rafael Fazeev is one of those where I would say, go watch this fight and you'll be hooked because it was mm-hmm. just so fun. It was so technical. The striking was technical, but at the same time, it was wild and crazy because you know that's how Justin Gaethje throws. So it was a super fun fight. I know, Z, Z you're, you're a pretty big J- Justin Gaethje guy, right? Yeah, I like Gaethje. Yeah. So I'll let, I'll let Z talk about it. I'm sorry I keep going on rants because I know I'm leaving Z with little to no words. Because I feel like no, you're good, dude. Look, um, Gunnar Nelson, yeah, not going to hit too much on that one. Um, I thought um, Marvin Vittori, that was a good fight. He showed that yeah. you know he could he could fight a little bit. I like that fight. That fight was yeah, pretty he surprised enjoyable me, me for sure. Yeah, he definitely surprised me. Uh, Gaethje, look, whenever Gaethje fights, it's going to be an out all out brawl, and the dude's got a chin on him, and he's got a brick wall for a fucking right hand, so. His fights are always going to be fun. Um, he's going to he's going to take a beating, but he's going to deliver a beating as well. So his fights are always fun to watch. And um, you know he's making his way back a little bit. He's 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 had a few good fights uh, recently, and he's he's kind of getting himself back into that. You know, back flipping right away. You always love to see that out of Gaethje too. Look, main card, uh, main fight headline: Leon and Usman. Um, yeah. Was I surprised? Yes, at the time, because, you know, it's just like you think of Kamaru Usman, you just think of an all-out champion just like yeah. 
in a fight like this, it's like, um, you know, he just, he just got caught in the last one. Um, you can think things of all, like all that nature. Looking back on it now, we're just having, you know, a good bit of time in between. It's like, Leon's just a good fighter. He's a technical fighter. He's extremely well-trained. Um, he's well-skilled. I thought it was a great fight. I love to lead it with the fight. I love the, the shit talking right there, right before the fight started, just right when they got in the cage together. Um, yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was, you know, we got a great legendary moment, legendary photo, video, whatever you want to call it, out of that fight. And Leon did what Leon does lately. He just went out there and, and whooped some ass, and it was fun to watch. I like, I'm like. i a big Leon guy. Um, he's just a good guy to root for. Um, yeah. He's not overly cocky. He's humble. He's, he's just, you know, understands what he can do, respects the game, and I like watching him fight, and I think he's a good guy to root for. So it was a good fight. I enjoyed the night, so it was fun. Yeah, I love Leon. Obviously, he's got that base of a striker, but his wrestling has improved leaps and bounds, and it improves every time he gets in the octagon. Um, but there's no hiding how world-class he is at striking. Um, and I agree with you on all that stuff. I think Leon just had a better game plan than Kamara Usman. I know a bunch of Usman fans, and me as someone who is rooting for Leon, I picked Leon in this fight. I still, in the back of my mind, was like, I would not be surprised if Kamara Usman went out there and dominated all five rounds. Because that's just who we've come to know. We've seen mm -hmm. him go to war with Colby Covington twice and beat him in two wars. Um, we've seen him knock out Masvidal with the right. We've seen him do it all. We've seen him knock out Gilbert Burns, who Hamzat couldn't even knock out with his best shots, yeah. and he knocked him out with a jab. So Kamara Usman will go down, without a doubt, as one of the greatest welterweights of all time. He'll be a first ballot UFC Hall of Famer, but Leon Edwards just has his number. Uh, I thought the the dramatics, especially this year, like I don't know if there's ever been a time this year where we've gotten so many blockbuster fights back to uh, back to back to back. Like, and these rivalries are real rivalries. Like when Kamara Usman, he always walks across the cage, beats his chest, and when he did it this time. Usman, I mean, uh, Leon was doing the, the headshot bang in his face. Like, loved it. Was, it. Loved dude, it, man. it was an awesome atmosphere for him to get to go to London. I know a bunch of people that are Usman fans are saying that he, they feel that he took the fight too early, but I didn't think Usman looked bad. I think mm -hmm. he just got out game plan. Um, I think Usman will be back. I honestly, I thought that Usman might have been done after this fight, not because. He can't fight anymore, not because he's out of his prime, but if you know anything about Usman and his last, like, two years or just his early career, he has terrible knees. Like, uh, I think Joe Rogan's probably said it a million times because I see clips of it all the time, but he has to walk downstairs backwards. Like, and when he walks on a sidewalk, like, he can't walk on the sidewalk. He has to walk in the grass. That's how bad his knees are. And he goes out there and performs like a world champion. And I used to not really like Kamar Usman. I don't really know why. I never really had a reason, but, you know, it's like sports teams and sports players. Like some people you just like, some people you just don't. But after that fight, I gained a lot of respect for Kamara Usman. Um, not because he said props to Leon and all that, which was great. That that shows a, a true champion. But the guy got absolutely flatlined and took the fight as soon as it was freaking given to him. Like as soon as they said, hey, do you want to fight? He took it. He wanted to be in there, and he just – he 
Leon got the better of him. And they it wasn't like a one-sided fight. It was a good fight. Um, and I think he'll be back if he wants to be. Um, it's just going to be however long his knees can keep up. So shout-out to Usman. Big shout-out to Leon, obviously. And I can't wait to see what's next for Leon. I know it's supposed to be Colby. We can talk a little bit about that. Um, but Colby is what he is. He tries to be a, a character on screen to sell pay-per-views. He's an elite wrestler. I hope that if he fights Leon for the title shot, I hope he loses. But the one thing that's – now, usually I'm like, I'm cool with Colby. I know Co he likes Colby just because – Obviously, he just talks crap. That's that's Cohe's kind of guy. Um, but the thing that makes me upset right now about Colby, yeah, he weighed in to be the backup for this fight, but inactivity makes me mad. Now, Connor, we can talk about inactivity, but his the two times he's been most inactive, he went and fought the highest-grossing pay-per-view boxing match in the history of the world against Floyd Mayweather, against the greatest boxer of all time. Okay, that's one piece of inactivity. And his other, his other inactivity is snapping his leg in half. Okay, if anyone that is listening to this remembers the times when Connor was in his prom, he fought two, three times a year. He was never inactive. And anyone you wanted him to fight, he was going to fight. Um, so I'll just, I was just bringing that up because I know people are going to be like, he's talking about inactivity and he's a Connor fan. But – you can't just walk – well, I guess you can if you sell enough pay-per-views because Colby obviously is doing it. But it just sucks that he's walking right into a title fight after beating Jorge Masvidal, which I'm cool with Masvidal, but he's a journeyman. Like, he, he's been on his way out in his last three fights. And now he's retired, um, and that was just a beef. He knew that he could get – he knew that he could win because he's wrestled with Jorge for – years on years being training partners and he's like all I have to do is go in there and not get caught and I win and he did that he 50 45 did so I'll stop going on this rant Z Z do you, what do you think about Colby getting the, the title shot um I think Colby's a great value Conor McGregor media wise not yeah. body wise I don't think it's close fighting wise they're not very comparable fighters He's not, he's, not a, he's, not, he's not just super. He's not a bad fighter. Like, he's not huh? super to watch. He's a wrestler. He was yeah. fun to watch against Usman because you knew that he was going to have to stand up because Usman was not going to let him take him down. Mm-hmm. But, like, but, watching the, the Masvidal fight, you see what he wants to do. He wants to hold on to you, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, he's not going to stand toe-to-toe with a lot of people unless he has to because they won't, you know, be able to take him down or he won't be able to take him down. And then that's not good news for Colby. Um, he sells fights because of the lead up to the fights and all the media and all the trash talk and this huge persona. He literally had to create himself in order to not get cut by the UFC years ago. Yeah. Um, I have a buddy who's a huge Colby guy, loves him. Um, I don't hate him. I don't love him. Um, I'll watch the fight. If he, when he, he's going to get Leon, that's the fight to make. Um, it is what it is. It's going to bring in a lot of money. And, um, I think Leon stops him within two rounds. Though. Mm, I like that. I call. just think, I just think Leon is a much more complete fighter. He's much more strategic. He's much more just. It's just not all this. I feel like Colby Covington's a lot of fake rah rah. 
and I hate fake raw raw. Um, I hate it, but you know we'll yeah. see. I mean, it's kind of shitty he gets the the title shot after all this inactivity, but look, it is what it is. So. I think uh, I think Kevin Holland said said it best uh, in his post fight presser this weekend because they were talk they were asking him about Colby because obviously Kevin Holland fights at one seventy now, and he was like, yeah. I mean, Colby has like five security guards in the back every time, like he's at an event. And then when I see him on camera, he's always talking crap about somebody. So like, yeah, he he plays a character, and he is what he is. You you like it or you don't. Um, I like the call for Leon in two. The only thing that worries me about Colby is his motor because if he can get past mm-hmm. that third round, obviously I'm not. Leon's a dog. Like he's not just gonna lay down for him. But that motor is something serious. But he can wear you down. Colby can yeah. wear you down. And all that defensive wrestling is hard to take round after yeah. round. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that Leon is going to be a lot harder than Colby thinks to take down. Because yeah. Usman could hardly do it. Um, but that'll be interesting. We, we'll talk more about that fight if it gets made. Uh, next, probably – one of my top three favorite fighters. Z doesn't love him because of uh, the Sugar Sean debacle. But we go on to the next UFC fight night, Cheeto Vera and Corey Sanhagen. Um, I think this was kind of a built up. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't built up for Corey, but every a lot of people love Cheeto, and this was kind of like, okay, Cheeto's about to get a shot. Like, if he beats Sanhagen, it's going to be hard to deny him. But this 135 division is so, is so stacked. You just never know what's going to happen. And then I feel like the division's almost getting put on hold with this Cejudo-Sterling fight. I'm just ready for that mess to be over. Um, but Corey Sanhagen came out, and he dominated Cheeto. I mean, I think it was a split decision. I don't know how. I'm a Cheeto fan. I don't know how it was a split decision. I think Corey – I think Cheeto did get one round just because he had the more – he didn't have more volume, but he had more damaging shots. Um, but I thought it was an easy call for, for Corey to get the unanimous decision. And it wasn't that Corey was just the better – well, he was the better fighter that night, but his game plan was just great for Cheeto, another slow starter. Corey is really unorthodox. He throws a lot of crazy spinning stuff. He changes angles constantly. So Cheeto just never really got the chance to get started because Cheeto's the same type of guy. He likes to – try to see what you're going to do, throw feints and see what you're going to do. And then like we saw in the Dominic Cruz and Frankie Edgar fights, he threw the faint front kick 20 times to Frankie Edgar and then finally hit him with it. He threw the faint uh, left roundhouse to Dominic Cruz probably 15 times and then finally hit it because he realized he was ducking. Um, and Corey switched it up enough to where he just didn't know what to do. And it was a really good fight. I mean, it stood, they stood up most of the time. Um, but it was a lot of Marlon Vera shelling up to take shots from Corey. Corey's motor was crazy during this fight. So I think it was a big bounce back for Corey Sanhagen. I don't think it's a huge loss for Cheeto either because I think he gets one more ranked win against somebody like Peter Yan. Maybe he fights Song Yudong again. Literally, the, the, the possibilities are endless with the 135 division. Like, all 15 of those guys could fight for a title next. Like, all the top 15 contenders because they're all – so big. Obviously, Sugar Sean, I think he's been promised a title shot, so I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't take any fights until after this all-Joe fight, but that's all I got for that one. It was sad day for me, but I don't love or hate Corey Sanhagen. I think he's a cool guy, 
Um, so that's all I got on that. Yeah. No, I don't have really too much to add on that one. Um, I think Joe hit it all. I think Corey just kind of outmoded him. And um, other than that, I don't really have too much. I mean, that division is just – it's like so, Joe said, it's just so deep. It's just yeah. stacked every which way you look at it. So, I mean. I mean, it might be the best of it. Obviously, we say UFC is the best promotion, but 135 specifically might be the best division just in the world right now. Just from it's the so deepest stacked. for sure. Yeah. Just so stacked. Um, I was going to say one more thing, but now I forgot. Ah, maybe I'll remember later. Oh, Wait. Oh, one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Back to the Cheeto Sanhagen. Just want to say this because this is like, if anyone watches this stuff religiously, you know that Cheeto is like always, I just want it more. I just want it more than everybody. And Sanhagen said something that really stuck with me. Um, he said, eventually you get to a point where everybody wants it just the same and you have to have something else. And I think that that's what Cheeto ran into to, uh, during this fight. Because he does want it. He is a very talented striker. He's actually a really talented grappler. He doesn't use it as much because he fell in love with the knockout. Um, but everybody in that top five, they want it just as bad as you do. So you got to have something to stand out. Now, Z, one of the greatest storylines, not just in MMA, not just in UFC, not just in combat sports, like – just one of the best storylines of all time. <laughs> like, we can talk about quickly after – we can talk about Rob Font getting a big win. Kevin Holland got a big win. We already talked about Raul Rosas Jr. Jorge Masvidal, shout out to him. Get, uh, shout get out to Jorge. Him. It's the 305. Going to make – Hell of a career. Yeah, heck of a career. One of the greatest highlights of all time. I'm sure that will withstand my lifetime. Five-second knockdown is crazy. Gilbert Burns, I think he's on his way to another title shot at 170. Um, I agree. But, it, I mean, you have to talk – you can't not talk about Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira when you talk about UFC 287. This is a, a rivalry that's been going on for almost a decade. Israel loses to Pereira twice in kickboxing. He comes to the UFC, he hones his game, he becomes one of the – I mean, he is one of the greatest strikers in the world, but he just becomes one of the best fighters in the world. Goes on one of the best middleweight streaks we've seen since Anderson Silva. Also beat Anderson Silva on his way to this title that he had, this title run that he had. And then Alex Pereira comes from kickboxing, from glory kickboxing, be the only two-weight champ ever there comes to the UFC, beats a couple of guys. Izzy's already ran through the division. It's the perfect fight to make. We make it. Izzy, with all this on his back in the first fight, he dominates the first fight until that last round, and he gets hit with the stone hand of Alex Pereira. And he he gets TKO'd. It wasn't a flush knockout, um, but – you know that that hurt, and like all week, I it's almost like I felt bad for Izzy all week. I'm like, if he loses this week, like what does he do? He has to beat somebody else, and then because the thing about Alex Pereira is, if he fights an elite wrestler at one eight, 
if Alex Pereira fought Bo Nickel, I really would be like, oh my gosh, Bo Nickel might be the champion. Mm-hmm. Just because, not saying that Alex Pereira can't wrestle, but it's just not his discipline. And he hasn't been fighting MMA. He's seven and two in MMA now. He has nine fights. So, and Izzy, obviously, he's a kickboxer. He wrestled a little bit in the third round of their first fight and he won the round. Obviously, he did great, but Izzy know that, knows that that's not his game. And also, he also knows if he wrestles the whole time, everybody's going to be like, why didn't you fight him? Were you scared? Whatever. And that's just not who Izzy is. All backstory aside, we come into the fight this last weekend and with his back against the wall, hardly said anything all week to the press. Izzy comes out. And honestly, when he got backed into that corner, he was taking a lot of leg kicks. I saw the knee get thrown up by Alex Perry. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this might be it. And then out of nowhere, just a freaking haymaker one-two, haymaker one-two. And he knocks him out cold. And the celebrations – we can talk about the celebrations after. But, did, like, Izzy's a big anime fan. After this fight, he should make a whole anime about this rivalry. Like, it was that crazy. It's that good. All likelihood, it doesn't look like they're going to fight a third time in the UFC. Um, I think Alex Pereira probably moves up to 205. It's really hard for him to make 185 already. If you if you watch the fight, you see why. He's a freaking giant. Um, yeah, Z. Hit, hit me with a Z. I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about Dude, it. Dude, I mean, it was one of the best fights I've ever watched. Um, I'm a huge Izzy fan. Just his persona and just how good he is of a fighter just makes you love the guy. And look, the storyline, it, it was so hard to just ignore. Yeah. You just wanted to see what was going to happen next. And um, I was cheering for Izzy hard. I, I, I felt like I I was in his corner. I wanted it so I, bad dude, for him. And then because I wanted the guy it so that's bad. In- both me and Z, me and Z share a lot of the same favorite fighters. And Izzy's one of those guys that's definitely in my top three, top five. Oh, easy. And like easy. all week, I was just like, dude, what, what is he going to do? They were not only like in the arena, because I'm sure the arena, you could cut through the intensity there. But just in oh, the, yeah. on the couch where I was sitting, I was on the edge of my seat. Like, dude. I couldn't even breathe. It was crazy. All right, Z, I'm sorry. I didn't Edge of my seat, dude. But yeah. So, I mean, no, you're good. But I just wanted it so bad for him. And, I mean, when he got up against the cage like that and uh, Pereira just started wailing on him, I was like, oh, no, here we go again. But Izzy said it after the fight. He played possum a little bit. He wanted to kind of bring him in and and let him just start going wild and throwing punches. And he slipped one and then, bam, next thing you knew, Pereira was stiff on the ground out cold and had no idea what the hell just happened. And, Izzy celebrated like Izzy does and made it a show, and he was petty like usual, and I loved every little bit of it. So it was a hell of a fight. I enjoyed watching it, man. I'd watch it over and over and over again. It was was more than just a great fight. It was just such a great build-up storyline. What could happen? What's going to happen if he loses? What's going to happen if he wins? But it was awesome, man. I do I do agree with Alex uh, moving up to one or to two oh five. I think that's the that's the move to make. And look, he could run it up there too. I mean, the dude's he's a hell of a fighter. So hear this out, Z. Here here out my plan. If I'm a UFC promoter, so he trains with Glover, best friends with Glover. Glover just lost the two oh five belt. 
you go up, you give Alex Pereira an easy 185 fight or just say forget it and give him an immediate title shot because uh, Yuri is still out. You yeah. give him that title shot, he defends it once, and then look what you have. You have Izzy wanting to be double champ. You have Pereira's champ at 205. A, a champ champ fight for the trilogy at 205. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That would be crazy. That would be crazy. But, uh, yeah, on the celebrations, Izzy kept her seats. Pereira's son, yep. he was like five years old, laid basically laid dead next to Izzy after his dad knocked him out. So Izzy found him in the crowd and did a brick fall, which was hilarious. He drew a cross on the monster can, gave an awesome promo at, to Joe Rogan, like asked Joe Rogan if he could take the mic after. Great stuff, man. Izzy is going to go to the WWE, by the way, after the UFC. He's just too good. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the merger that they have now with UFC and WWE being under the same ownership. It's going to be interesting to see once he starts getting up there in age. But, man, I mean, I can't say it enough times. What a buildup. What a storyline. And in all likelihood, an ending because – I will say Izzy isn't wrong in what he said in the po- in the post-fight presser. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, he's just scared. He got one win. Dana White said it in the post-fight presser. Well, he said Izzy's never turned down a fight. As soon as we offered him the rematch, he wanted the rematch. Um, but this is something where Alex Pereira only beat Sean Strickland to get the title shot. Like, it was basically Izzy choosing him to get the title yeah. shot. So, for your, for your 10th MMA fight, just – Overall, like your 10th professional MMA fight to get a third title fight is just kind of crazy. Um, I wouldn't, it's possible that he, Izzy's a little inactive, Pereira fights one more time and then they do the trilogy. But in all likelihood, like I said earlier, and like Z said, I think he's going to 205. I think that weight cut's just too hard for him. I think Dana said he only had an hour left to, to weigh in and he still was two pounds over even this last weekend. So like, I just don't see him staying at 185, even if it's for one more fight. It's it's going to be tough. So Yep. We will see. Excited. We shall see. But, I mean, and more bangers coming. Arnold Allen. Yeah, Max Holloway coming. We'll, we'll talk about that when it, after it happens. Obviously, you guys know who that is. Two absolute scrappers. It's going to be fun. But uh, for Bruisers number two, that's all I got. What a time. That's all I got, man. Max Holloway this weekend. Connor coming soon. Stay tuned. Connor's coming. Ultimate Fighter's coming. We're about to get into some good shit. Oh, man. It's going to be good. I'm excited.